Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. I can't be as loud as I usually do it. Uh, I am sick right now, struggling, so we have BJ who is going to fill in. He's got the Run the Ropes. Uh, If you guys want to check out their Facebook page, also does some really cool stuff in regards to wrestling video games. Make sure you check him out. And uh, the man in black, the man they call Derek, is also here. Yo, yo. We are going to review Dynamite. Uh, this is the January 3rd, 2024 edition. Um, interesting. We are also on the eve of Wrestle Kingdom 18. Uh, some stuff's been going on with that, too. We might we might get into it. Um, you guys might even want to give your thoughts on what happened at World's End. But we got you covered when it comes to this. So we're going to hit the intro, and we're going to talk some pro wrestling. Let's get it. All right, uh, guys, thank you for having me on the show. Hey, yeah. uh, welcome, Beats. Let's go, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, I want to say, you know, thank you guys for having me on, and I hope that uh, Conrad is going to be feeling better sooner right, uh, right. rather than later, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm here to talk some AW with y'all. And uh, we, we've been talking in the comments. I do want to give this kind of a heads up. We've been talking in the comments a little bit um, for a few weeks now about a state of AEW episode. Um, that is not this episode, <laughs> but uh I'm excited to get that going with you. But um, first off, I, I'll ask you, what are your thoughts and feelings coming out of World's End before we got started with everything tonight? Oh, man. All right. So World's End. Um, that, that That's rough, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. like just, just, just looking at it, like – at the card, it was like, okay, th- this might be something, but then actually getting to the show was just like, eesh, that, that, mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I think it is fair to say that World's In might have been AEW's worst showing on Agreed. pay-per-view. Um, now, that being said... Uh, I do think there are some matches that delivered. I'm glad we got the conclusion to the devil storyline. Yes. But it really was the last little bit of that card that really made anything worth acknowledging. And, of course, the devil. And as we learned tonight, their name, the Undisputed Kingdom, which I I really dig. I'm glad that we're bringing it kind of all together there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um like like when once they once they debuted the name of the group, I'm like, you know what, that that's fire. Like I, I like how that how that just rolls off the tongue. Like you couldn't have you couldn't have had a better name than that. Yeah. Yeah, B Boy in Undisputed Kingdom. And uh speaking of the chat, uh we got Terrell saying what's up. Me and my sister were in attendance for AEW's World in oh my gosh, best wrestling show we've ever attended. We got to see Sting and the Devil Reveal. That's right. Adam, 
Adam. <laughs> uh, you got to give me a chance to nap before Wrestle Kingdom tonight. I no sleep, no sleep, no days off. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep going. Right, exactly. Uh, pro wrestling shoot. Yo, what's yo, up? Yo, yo. Um, I was gonna say I saw Jason make a comment about looking for my channel. I've had a lot of stuff kind of like in and out of hiatus for a little while, but 2024 we'll be doing some stuff strong. So just I, I'd say keep it here to learn about anything going on there, right? Because exactly. because this is honestly one of my most active places. Uh outside of other like personal social media right now so <laughs> everybody will know what's going on um and uh also i did want to point out i was uh, gonna tell conrad about this as well uh the the logo in the background tried to get something made that was a similar color scheme to you guys mm -hmm. at epw and that may or may not actually play a part in something we got going on for our video game series coming up so <laughs> So yeah, they're foreshadowing everywhere, as as you like to say, uh, Derek, the layers. Yeah. Layers. <laughs> uh, Matt, or as I, I will, I will actually go um, all the way to Clash of the Podcast Monday at six oh five here on Everything Pro Wrestling. Uh, M. Leezy, <laughs> as oh, Sean Hubbard <laughs> would like to uh, call you, uh, and as you have been now anointed. Uh, hello, everyone. Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. Renegade, what's up? Oh, back to we're kind of jumping here. <laughs> uh, Eric Douglas, completely off topic, but the charges go lives. I think she should change your name to Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. It took me a second because I'm in AEW mode, but that was good. Right, and speaking right. of Hubbard, uh, Hubs, Sean Hubbard, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. What's up, Conrad? My, My guy, Hubs. Chat. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that's all pretty much where we're at leading into. Hey, Deanna. Deanna. Um, to the uh, show tonight. Uh, I don't know what, why, but they did this to us. What'd they do? <laughs> Rob is sick as well. We have the exact oh. same symptoms. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let it rock, fellas. Y'all yeah. you'll get better soon. Mike Faisal, the mood has changed. I will agree with that. I think this episode had some touches of the old, but really kind of set in motion that, like, things are going to be a little different in 2024 yeah. for AEW. Absolutely agree. Ace. Sir Quills, who is, uh, I, I can't see the order where I'm at, but who is normally uh, at the start of all those chats when I come in. What's up, <laughs> Conrad, Derek, and BJ? What's up, chat? Your boy, Sir Quills, is back to enjoy yet another AEW Dynamite review. Let's get into it. Feel better soon, Conrad. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Rob. <laughs> Glad to be back. Um. So, uh Let's uh, get into the show, if you yeah, guys let's, are let's good it. with that. Yeah, let's um, move So we started off with Samoa Joe, our new AEW world champion. And uh, 
he clarified about how he was working with the devil, clarified that he knew all this and that he took everything away from MJF. And now he's our champion. Um, he's bringing a new belt, too, from the media scrum. He said that the Triple B is going into the trash can and that a new belt is coming. What were your thoughts there? Uh, you know what, man? So Samoa Joe has always been like that guy who could come in and deliver everything at a perfect tone, perfect uh, amount of aggression. Like the his his, his like first off, let me just say having Samoa Joe as a champion, you couldn't have done anything better than that right now. Um, as far as what we got, you know, we got somebody else who could do that, but. It's just not that time yet, but as of right now, having Samoa Joe as a champion, you couldn't do anything better than that. And then talking about getting rid of the triple Bs and taking out anybody who's coming after him and he'll do what he has to do to, to get rid of him. That's that's what you need in the champion. That's what you need. Absolutely. Um, I think I I wish from the start of this because we, we haven't gotten, like, any more clues or hints of this when he kind of, like, rebranded himself there for a minute. Yes. Uh, where he is, like, the kingpin type of deal. And, like, I, I, I hope that we kind of go back to that association because this made perfect sense. We weren't even thinking about it because that happened for a blip on the radar compared to everything going on. But just like in, like, the Marvel Universe – with the kingpin he'll work he'll work with villains all the time as long as he gets what he's wanting out of the end too and this this was exactly that so i hope we get like more shades and hints of that moving forward as well now that he is champion oh yeah i i agree 100 like you you have that essence going if it's there let it be there and run with it don't don't fizzle it out too soon let it let it ride right. For the for the perfect moment for you to to dethrone it but as of right now just let it burn let it ride absolutely and eric saying i can't wait for mjf to come back and squish everyone in this faction now that kind of leads us in to the very next moment where we had adam cole explaining yeah. his shocking betrayal as that uh image says but he comes out with his new stable, the Undisputed Kingdom. Yes, yes. Um, I will go ahead and ask you before we get into any of the uh, conversation and dialogue there. How do you feel about the name? Man, I love the name. I love the name. And uh, when when he came out, when they all came out to the new theme, mm -hmm. oh, God, that theme was uh, that was on point. Yes. I couldn't. Yeah. It's like a slow, like you could hear that slow guitar of like what is normally in his theme, but they've slowed it down and they've yes. just, yeah, it's, I, I'm all for it too. I think it's a great like mesh of both of his worlds together. Absolutely. The only thing that I hope is that we get Kyle O'Reilly back and him to actually join them. So that way there's two members that were up from the kingdom, two members that were from the Undisputed Era. Uh, you know, not including Adam Cole, 
right. then we also make it a little different because we've got Wardlow in it. That's that's my hopes. Yes, uh, you know what? <clears throat> I agree with that one hundred percent. That like, so when when we get Kyle back, that that's just gonna be like, ah, like that. That would be your, dare I say, that would be your. Blood, um, bloodline. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, oh, yeah, for AEW, that would be your bloodline. Like that. To me, like that. That's how could bringing you it all together to and yeah. yeah. Like, how could you not like want that? You need that. Yeah, absolutely. And at this point in time, given the you know what the situation is between both these companies, you need they need something to stand behind. And that's what you take right mm-hmm. there. Yep. Uh, so in, in the promo, uh, Adam Cole reveals that uh, they that it was bigger than just the title, that it was to destroy a person, to break him down, to take everything from him, uh, that this has been, you know, it, it was a little weird because he did make it seem like it had been before the moment, but he was actually talking like, he gave everything for MJF talking about like the injury. Right. So it was like, he already was working on it, but that just like escalated. So I kind of dig that, that we've got a few different points of reference here. Um, But he mentions what the undisputed kingdom is after. And he said that they're all after the same thing, which is gold. And he mentions that Roddy is going after the international title with uh, so orange cassidy better be prepared right mention references you know matt taven and mike bennett already with the roh tag titles and then he mentions wardlow and deanna made the point here of wardlow's going after the world title and when adam cole heals up he's going to surrender the belt to adam cole which in that exact moment, Wardlow gave a face of like, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. But yes. when I saw that, I'm like, well, that is all foreshadowing for sure. But also Wardlow's the weak link out of this group and their friendship. So yes, it kind of makes sense to already lay down the, the foundation of if anything's going to crack somewhere, if there's going to be a change, it might be with the Ward Dog. Right. I agree with that 100%. I was thinking that once I seen it, I'm like, oh, okay. So, again, we're using Warlow as a scapegoat, like with a sacrificial lamb. Like, hey, you go get this title, protect me, and then once you win it, you pass it along. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, in my mind, I would say they do that, and then Kyle O'Reilly comes back, and then it's more of like, um, you know, you get uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you, you get banished out of the group now. Mm-hmm. You're only yeah. here to just fill the spot. Mm-hmm. Well, see, so I thought that as well, but this is my creative brain cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Here. What if Wardlow doesn't get the belt? What if he's trying to get the belt and he fails? And so a returning Kyle O'Reilly or Adam, once he heals, just cuts that 
out because you failed me. Or, to counteract that, Wardlow's been the muscle for someone already. He knows he knows what happens and how they treat him and everything. And if that pattern already starts aligning, what's to say he's like, no, I've been in this for myself the whole time. Mm, I got okay. the belt and I'm out anyway. So like there's there's a few different directions, but I like that. It gives you reason to like pay attention to those mannerisms still, those yes. facial expressions and every promo and every segment. So it brings more than just, oh, here's where we're going. Right. No, I you know what I like that idea. That idea that idea is perfect. Like, yeah, you know what? I heard what you said, but I, I have my own agenda. And when it yeah. comes time for that. It's over. I, that could be, and I, I don't want to keep comparing people by body size and stuff like that, but I, I have had this ever since I've seen Wardlow. I've been like, oh, like Batista. That could be his Batista moment of the, the thumbs down is like, nah, I've been here for me the whole time. That's perfect, Beach. That is perfect. So, so yeah, uh, Renegade, what if it was Tony under the mask? Oh, could have played it for Wardlow. I feel like that would have been. Uh, I feel like that would have been the whole Vince. It was me all along. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and if if that happened, I I felt I feel like that that would have been the biggest pop for a boo ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that. That you would you would, have had, you would have had to make a whole character for Tony then again and everything and yeah. It's yeah, not it a good is. time for that, anyways. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Any chances uh, of Red Dragon returning to AEW? Hmm. Um, Conrad said it best last week, I believe. Uh, Bobby Fish is probably praying that Kyle O'Reilly gets better because that's that's what happens if 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 Bobby Fish is back, it's because Kyle O'Reilly's back. So oh, I do think we could see them. But it's all dependent upon Kyle O'Reilly at this point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It, that's the only way he's getting back in there. Like you can, he can't even grovel at Tony's feet right now for all the shenanigans that he pulled off. So it's it's too late. You have to you have to bet bet on Kyle to come back and mm-hmm. get back in. There's no other way. <laughs> I'll stop you when you're telling lies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, so, but yeah, no, yeah, this, fish um, fried himself. I like that, Deanna. He definitely <laughs> did, yeah. But no, like the um, the this the, the undisputed kingdom, I think, is what AEW needed right now, and like we needed something big, and especially after what just previously happened on said show, yeah, we mm-hmm. we really needed something to come out of this, and I think that this is what we got. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, so when that promo happened, uh, Adam Cole revealed that, uh, that Joe asked them to take out Hangman Adam Page, which I, I like that too. Like that's a, that's an extra little, um, crumb to all of this because it, I, I'm not thinking of anything at the moment, but what did Joe and Hangman have a beef with before Joe was already accusing him of, you know, doing this? So Joe just saw him as a threat straight up. 
Absolutely. Like, and weirdly, and we'll get to the end of the show later, but I mentioned this just early on because it was the first thought that I had. Joe wanted Hangman out because he saw him as a threat. Who's the man that just beat Hangman recently? And I'm like, that by default raises up Swerve. Yes, indeed. So I I loved that. I loved that little detail. Oh, yeah. Um, That's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. And I see Terrell uh, saying Adam Cole's Triple H, Wardlow's Batista. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Renegade even saying gonna boost the trios titles. Yes, because that's uh exactly where this leads into is right as they're finishing up, they're interrupted by the Bang Bang Gang. Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, who we're reminded was the first victim of the devil and his minions. Um, so he brings out the guns with him. And they go to head to the ring to take care of business. And um, they get the numbers game. Adam Cole gets out of the ring. Wardlow helps him over to the side. Wardlow comes back in, starts you know playing the numbers game. And then we get the acclaimed because they also have been jumped. Starting to reap what you sow there. And uh, we get this moment after they clear out the Undisputed Kingdom where Bullet Club Gold... And the acclaimed are standing and like, are we friends? Are we not? The extra little layer that people weren't talking about, like the commentators weren't, they just mentioned, you know, because of Colton and Austin and Billy, but the acclaimed and the guns were together as a unit for a while. So it was this, are we friends right now because of common enemies or are we also enemies? We didn't get to find out as, Jay White pulled him out of the ring, said, let's get out of here. Oh, yeah. Um, just, just to see them in the ring at one time, it was nice to see. But, um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's like, okay, thanks for the help, but, like, no thanks. We're out of here. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to be on the same page. You helped us out, you know, saved us. But, you know, you got that one. But after that, that that's enough. We don't, we don't coincide anywhere on this, on this plate. Right. And uh, comments uh, before with boosting up the trios. Well, that kind of showed that we might have a Bullet Club Gold trios kind of situation. But we also now, could we see Undisputed Kingdom also get involved in some trios action? Because they're after gold and now one of their enemies is the acclaimed. So right. that, so that does that, give that some more challenges. Yeah, yeah that, that raises a good question. A great challenge for them. I think. I think that would that would be that would be there. Yeah, it, boosting boosting every division. It seemed like was the agenda on this card tonight, which I think oh. is good because there's a lot of divisions that have felt kind of stale or yeah, I, shallow, and we're seeing that there's more elements than what we thought. Uh, but we'll oh, get into yeah. that here later on. Um. So, uh, what do we have next? What was the next match there? Um, was it Orange Cassidy and Dante Martin? Yes. Yep. For the AEW International Championship. That was our first match of the night. Uh, I thought this was a great match. I thought it was a really good showing for Dante, which 
Dante was already having good showings while his brother was injured before. Right. But it's like we're kind of back on that path of maybe showcasing him as a single star um, even while his brother's back, which I thought was not a bad choice, but um, interesting that he's getting some solo work on top of the tag. It's kind of like when they give uh, matches to Dax with FTR. Right. I agree with that. Um, this this match, you know what? This match was this match was really good. Um, I said something to CJ earlier. Um, to to me, like in my eyes, where um, Dante was doing what Orange usually does. You know, we get the the crowd reactions with the the subtle kicks and punches. Dante was doing the same thing, and I, to me, it felt like Orange. We I. To me, I saw a side of Orange that I'm not used to seeing. So when I see him do or get or on um, well, Andre Dante Martin in the corner and starts like just letting him have it, I'm like, that's an aggressive side of Orange that I've mm-hmm. never seen before. And I'm like, do do we point at a possible heel turn or like build up to that? Well, see, I, I thought back when he was facing Moxley and you started to see him crack after he lost that belt. Like, I need that belt back. I right. have to beat Moxley and all this kind of stuff. And like other people were getting the chances to face him when he wasn't. And he was complaining about that a little bit. Right. Um. I, I thought, oh, are we about to see like Orange go bad uh, and then see what happens there? But maybe it was just the early tease because he got back what he wanted and now he doesn't want to let it go again because he knows what it's like kind of um similar i'm not saying it exactly the same obviously they're very different characters but um i think a champa mm, okay with with goldie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and okay. i think i think he's got back a hold of that belt and now like I think maybe we, instead of him starting to get wore down and, oh, these challenges, I think when those start, when that process starts again, it'll be, I'm going to do everything I can to keep this belt, even if it's underhanded. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Like, like you, I think I, that aggression is the start of that, yeah. Yeah, like, that, it, it may, that makes perfect sense, because I forgot about um, the match with my, our, Moxley. Like, that, that, that was... Yeah, that that makes perfect sense because you saw the the desperation and, mm-hmm. and him cracking like, listen, I have to I have to keep this. I need to keep this, and now it, you're starting to see it kind of like come to fruition at certain points in time, and I think it's going to get to the point because for me, like watching watching Orange do like the. You know, just interrupting people and going like, "Hey, you want a you want a title shot? Okay, here." And then everybody's like, "Um, okay, I didn't ask yeah. for it, bro. Okay." So it, I, I think to me, he's he already had the validation of being the person that he is and being the wrestler that he is. But now I feel like he's trying to prove a point that he doesn't have to prove. But he feels like he has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. I I think uh, while people you know 
you're always going to have detractors and complainers, but thinking of like turning someone as popular as Orange Cassidy into like someone really hated, weirdly, going to be tough. But if you could do it and go through it this route, that's genius. That's a genius like turn of events. So, um, Orange and the Acclaim should have been on the World's End card. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm not going to say they were trying to stuff the card full of as many names as possible, even though we did have two eight-man tags. Uh, But uh, I think that those guys could have easily been in another eight-man tag, and it probably would have been better than at least one of them. (laughs) Oh, totally agree. Like, Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I think I would have taken that over the latter. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so moving on right after the, um, the international title match, we get, um, top flight in the ring and we get orange Cassidy with hook and Danhausen, And, um, then we get, a old entrance theme, old new entrance theme, uh, that, uh, we haven't heard in quite a while, and it was, oh my God, is it private party? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Quinn's back. Yes, and it's, it's uh, nice to see him back. It's nice to see him. Yeah, back. he's been gone for a long time. Very long time. <laughs> uh, I don't know everything that was going on there. I had heard at one point it was definitely because of an injury, and I'd even seen stuff online that was saying that like. He was like taking care of like a family member at one point and everything. So I don't know all there was to it, but all I could say is things must be in a better place or a place of healing to see him back on TV. And I'm glad that he's back there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but so, so don't get me wrong. Private party is, is it, they're a very, very good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost kind of feel like, when they started out, it was very shaky a little bit. At least for me, it was very shaky. And then they started hashing everything out, getting everything in line. And then it started becoming, oh, okay, you know, I, I, I believe in them now. You know, they're they're doing a lot. And I, I think at one point, weren't, weren't they the tag team that actually beat the Bucks? Like First round of the tournament to crown the new champs. Yes. They beat the Young Bucks the first, and maybe, was it the only time as just a straight-up tag match against the Bucks yes. that they have a win over them? Yeah. Yes. So so I, I feel like that was that was perfect for them to start out, but then also I also feel like that that was like the wrong time to start out because I, I feel like it was good when they did that, so now you had something to work behind. But then it was bad to do it because you weren't they weren't ready to move them forward with, with the right. rest of it. So it was mm-hmm. like it's good, but it's bad at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think them coming out for this was good because they start running down that they're going to beat all of these teams, that they're gonna and and that was the first start of this reminder of hey it's not a stale tag division. We just haven't seen some of these people in a while, like Private Party. But 
it was the first time that we had a drop of the Young Bucks since they took off, and the crowd booed. They booed heavy they on did. the Bucks name. Um, they <laughs> but they mentioned FTR. They mentioned the teams in the ring. Uh, and then they even mentioned the Hardys, which that, weirdly enough, um, I'm interested to see where this, how this spins with the Hardy stuff because the last time we saw um, Isaiah Cassidy, he's been right with them the whole time. Like he's never turned on them or anything. So did Mark Quinn pull him away or is he just like, I'm done hanging with you guys now. I'm, you know, my partner's back. Yeah. You know what? That, 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 that's, that's a very good question there. Like it's, what 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 was the what was the driving moment to bring bring mm-hmm. him back? But I think I think if anything, if you send the Hardys on their way, I think you do it with them. Yeah, I absolutely. think you do it with them because we all know the 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 past narrative that would that should have happened didn't, but it should have happened. Um, you get the Hardys together for one final run with the tag titles, but certain circumstances happen and that just doesn't fall into place. So I think you give them a proper feud to send them off. Yeah. I, and I, I could see private party being those guys. Yes. We, we maybe throw another, uh, Hardy young bucks or young bucks match in the middle or kind of like they did in ring of honor where it was the triple threat, like ladder war, make the third team be private party. Yeah, and so you get the team that was kind of emulating the Hardys and the Bucks, and then you get the team that the that the Hardys were coaching to be the next Hardys in Private Party. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. And honestly, if if you have them go on this run, I think you start with the Young Bucks just to just for them to prove that hey, we beat y'all. And it wasn't a fluke, and we'll do it right. again. And then you finish off with the Hardys. I, I'm good with this. I think uh, I think at some point you and I got to get like a, a booking committee going on. Well, let's do it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Um, here is Conrad's posting the timeless Tony Storm promo. House Black versus FTR on Collision this Saturday. Swerve and Prince Nana put Joe on notice. Yes. Uh, Timeless Tony, um, not going to watch Mariah's May, Mariah May's match because uh, she doesn't watch wrestling. Right. <laughs> and and also mentioned that the only thing that was unfortunate was that it was it happening in Jersey. Right, exactly. Which, that's laying some groundwork here. Oh, um, yeah. The uh, Swerve and Prince Nana uh, promo, letting Joe know. I liked it. I thought it delivered nicely. Crowd was eaten out of the palm of the hands. And yes. you could hear it by the end on the Who's House. They, Absolutely. Yeah. This this crowd was like, it was at times, like the crowd was very involved the entire show and I liked it. At times, it felt like maybe you're doing this because you're trying to be in the way, but other times it worked just perfectly. So I still give it to them for being a good crowd, for being loud and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know what? I, I agree with you because after watching it, like for a little bit of time, I'm like, okay, where is this crowd at? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. hear you. 
And then yeah. like, at other times it was like, okay, now I hear you. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel, I feel some people are like tuned in, but I feel like a, a big portion is like, like they're just there until, right. until it gets to the point where it's like, okay, we got the people that we want on screen. Let's mm-hmm. make it happen. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I see Conrad putting there about Babyface Swerve coming soon. That'll be interesting. It'll that really would... be interesting, especially as things get towards the end of the night. Um, and then I time Sir Quill's Timeless Turning Storm is priceless, worth a lot of silver dollars. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you know, back you know back during that, yep. Um, uh, Deanna says, "I love when Swerve does promos. It's not as much what he says; it's how he says it." And says Tweener Swerve. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Swerve talks in a manner that you want like you're you're on every word of what he's saying it's right it's that cadence it's the facial expression and it's also a bit of like he's given this impression to me like where i keep saying that like he's like a final boss type of yes. deal like he feels that way so when he talks and you sense like his uh irritation or frustration you believe it right absolutely and so i think that really works for him you know what, like Swerve Swerve has been dare I say other than um MJF has been really been our saving grace, really. Like yeah. At, at least in my opinion, I feel like he's been our saving grace because you 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 watch what he's done over over the, the course of his time and being in AEW, and it's just like there there hasn't been a time where we could say like, okay, Swerve, you dropped the ball here today. Like th- right. this, this isn't you right now. No, it's been it's been very consistently done consistently. And then when you look at um, the promo that he cuts, it's it feels so natural versus hey, like mm-hmm. I've been practicing this for a while, so right. I get it on point. No, this is where it's just like, hey, I'm talking to you. I need you to hear what I have to say. And Absolutely. I like I can appreciate that when when anybody does it, not just when Swerve does it. I appreciate it when anybody can do it. Um, when you get to that point, and he's at that point, for me, I feel like if you do what well, we all know, Swerve needs the heavyweight title. But I think there are a few things that have to run through Joe in order to make this title reign for Swerve makes sense mm-hmm. i agree i agree um i think it's gonna be um as as conrad says he's knocked out every opportunity um i even when he was talking about uh at the end of the dustin Rhodes match like just in the camera where not everything's being picked up you heard him being like i'm done with this kind of stuff i'm going for gold and that was kind of what he re- reiterated in the promo um, he, he needs to be that guy that's, I am right here on the edge about to face you, about to beat you. I don't have to be the next guy because I'm already letting you know I am the guy. So right. while Joe's knocking people out left and right, Swerve's just there taking care of his own business, his own situations, and still saying, 
I'm right here, and you haven't faced me yet. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. Like, like yeah. right now, I I feel like um, Swerve would be AEW's Stone Cold Steve Austin for to a certain extent because it's like I I have a I don't care attitude. I'm going to get what I want when I want it, and right now I'm just biding time. But you know I'm coming. I could see that. I, I could see that in in the mannerism of that like story or that that like lane of being like here I am I'm right. I I don't want to use the you know the uh, <clears throat> I am undeniable I am inevitable type of thing but <laughs> he really is pushing into that realm of yeah you know though it's it's my time and the minute that I decide it's my time it's over for you so. Right. Keep the belt warm because I'm coming. Like, exactly. And, uh, and, and you could say it's almost kind of like uh, Randy Orton-esque, too, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, it just just the feel of, like, I'm, like, and I, when I say Randy Orton, I'm talking about, like, the, um, um, the Randy Orton of I'm going to, I'm going to kick your head off. Mm-hmm. That, that, that aspect of Randy Orton is, like, yeah, I'm here. Like, like we all know, like Randy did his talking and everything, but it was more so the physicality part of it. So now you take the uh, the physicality part out of it for Swerve, but he's doing the talking now. Yeah. So yeah. like Swerve, Swerve had that physicality, but now it's I'm I'm here to give you a message. Yeah. Um, Conrad says he stands on the prediction that Swerve will be world champ by AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, and then swerving will it all in. I can oh. see that. I could I could see um Will taking that at Wembley just to immediately set them back up again. What is it a week later now that all out is? Yeah. Just to, like just keep it going. Keep it going with them. Let them be very competitive and be after the title and it just be a game of what's going on in the ring on top of just you know their their characters being larger than life but them being so you know close so 50 50 so right into one another that it's uh you you can't avoid watching it you have to watch because you don't know between those two who's ultimately going to be the better man of the night right uh sir quills asks uh, do y'all think that Swerve will dethrone Samoa Joe at any time? Um, I wouldn't say it'll be right now. Like I, I honestly, like I, you have to, you have to let Joe run with that for a a good amount of time. Like you just can't give it to him and then not let him run with it for a good amount of time. Like it has to be that way. Um. I think Swerve, in, in order for Swerve to win it, it has to be the right opportunity for him. And I think Joe has to cross a couple hurdles before it's the right opportunity. I, I, I can agree with that. I think, um, I think Swerve might be the monkey wrench and the whole Wardlow plan. Yes. Yes. And then that like breaks things off even more. And we go from there. Um, but I think 
I could Swerve beat Joe? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think it's very possible. I think Swerve may be the guy, but I'm not 100% sold. But that doesn't mean that I don't think Swerve's not going to be champion uh, by the halfway point of this year. Right. And in, in in my general thinking, I I think I say Swerve, or I think Joe would be the hurdle for Swerve, where Swerve. Doesn't necessarily they don't necessarily wrestle for the title. I feel like he has to get over a couple hurdles. Like it's like I've gotten to this point. Nobody's gonna stop me. But with the way that Joe is, he's hit that roadblock. And it's mm-hmm. like I, I have to get past you to get to where I'm at. And then when it finally happens, in my mind, I think that's when you bring in Osprey right after that mm-hmm. yeah, and then that, that's when that. you pose the threat mm-hmm. yeah I'm, i agree with that i like that um so next on the card was this okay i was gonna say I, I'm, I'm a little lost on my my tearing here so mariah may makes her debut against queen aminata um i actually like that it showcased both women and was a much longer match than what I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. I agree with that. I, I kind of felt like this was just going to be like, walk in, let me do a couple moves, mm-hmm. kind of dog, dog walk you a little bit and be done with it. Yeah. But we did not get that, but I I'm glad for that because um, not that I'm going to put uh, Aminata in that role, but we kind of had sky blue there. And she kept getting more and more offense in, and then it started making us be like, man, she deserves more of an opportunity. She deserves more of a chance. I didn't know this, probably because it's Rampage that I see most, like, that she's probably there. But this was uh, Aminata's 19th AEW match. Really? I knew that she had been there a couple of times. I didn't realize it had been that many. So to see her get on here and get the time in, I was very um, – I was very – Thankful for that, and I'm glad that it kind of showcased her as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I honestly, Beach, I thought this was her very first match. Like, I didn't, I've never heard of her mm-hmm. up until now. So, right, having 19, 19 matches total, and then you're on dynamite already. Like, yeah, okay, you, you must have something in your bag to where they believe that you can be on this show. Mm hmm. And and as Conrad said, she just wrestled Sky Blue too. So right. and he says that to put her in ROH, they are having a ROH women's TV title. So might be a good place to build up, I get agree. some reps in. And yeah. So yeah. I uh, agree. So I'm with that. Um they had already confirmed it. Uh been following her since days in the indies slash streets. Uh who had already confirmed it? Uh Matt Lopez says Queen Aminata did great tonight. She'll be in ROH tomorrow. There you go. Oh, all right. Our, yep. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I thought this was a good match. I thought post match, uh, Mariah May, of course, leaning into the Tony Storm storyline, but also mentioning Jersey. That she, it was just unfortunate that it had to happen in Jersey, right. which then cued a new theme. For the Virtuosa 
Diana Perrazzo. Uh, she has now All Elite. She has left Impact. And she came out to uh, inform Mariah May uh, that she was from Jersey. Right. And also mentioned that she wanted to give a message to Tony Storm uh, that she was uh, she didn't care where or how that she was after her. She was on the hunt for Tony and that title. And uh, yeah, I thought this was a good way to introduce her. It immediately puts her in a position towards the top. And she will be, I think, a real game changer for the women's division. Tony mentioned, um, Tony Khan mentioned at the end of the media scrum that, or, or a few times in it, that he was heavily like trying to get into the free agent market for women's wrestling for 2024. And here we are, first, first episode, and we've already got someone big like Deanna Perrazzo. And, and so, yeah, I say build the depths. Like, let's get a good position with them. Let's put more of a focal point on them. Let's get longer matches. Like, I feel like I feel like for Mariah May's first match and Queen Aminata, like, normally, I feel like we, because of what that match would be, we, as you had said, we expected a few moves, this to be kind of a short thing. We got much longer of a time for people who aren't even at towards the top of, like, right. the the rankings, ranking, uh, or chart or anything, like, right. yet towards the title. So, uh, if we can get those longer matches when it comes to title stuff, too, then I think that's a good sign of things to come for how Tony uses the women's division and showcases them on AEW TV, especially Dynamite. Yes, uh, I, I agree. The The fact that, um, that he's really shopping for for women's wrestling is a huge plus. And I, and I think AEW has the best women's division out there. Um, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, BJ. Like, I, I don't, I don't see anything really like I not, not to say that WWE can't do it, but mm -hmm. like right now, AEW is kind of standing strong with the women's wrestling. Uh, they are. And they've been, they, they had they had a little bit of time where they really weren't and they were having really bad statistics on that but i think in the last few weeks we've been seeing highlights it's been getting a little better they've been getting longer they've been getting more of a showcase we've been adding new people in uh to the story or to the title pictures and stuff like that so i think we're getting there and i think this is where you know tk is about to take things and I'm hoping that he's about to do justice, especially with him saying going into the free agent market, getting all these people. And we know that his pockets run deep. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that he shows that he's got that Monet, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> uh, and there you go. <laughs> uh, we're all on the same page there. Conrad saying the same. But, but, but um, if, if that happens, though, um, in my in my mind. I, I think so. So once, once let's let's just play devil's advocate a little bit. If that happens, um, that 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 kind of puts everything in the um, in the limelight for AEW. Like, hey, listen, you you thought like that loss that we had really hurt us? Okay, yeah, it hurt us for a minute, but mm -hmm. now we have something that's even 
better that's going to put us back where we yeah. were or somewhat close to where we were. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, is I, I see this like um, just uh, had, uh, I think it was one up here. I see uh, Matt saying if TK can get Mercedes, he has the number one women's division on the planet. And he mentioned that the closest thing that matches the AEW women's division is the TNA knockouts division. Now, I'm not going to hate on the WWE women's division. I think they have a loaded plethora of talent. I think um, they don't utilize other than a few big stars, a few big names. That's what makes WWE's seem weaker, even though they do have a lot of focus on them. It's because, like, you know, we just had Ivy Nile versus Rhea Ripley on day one, and Ivy Nile hasn't really got to show off a whole lot so like we knew going into that match that like i mean maria's probably not dropping the belt here um whereas you know the knockouts division and impact has always been good um ever since like like when they were first taking the initiative with awesome kong and gail kim sure there's been a few like moments where it's been on the decline based on who was booking and the era of impact slash tna but um, they've always had strong competitors in that division. And they always at least had one to two people who were really strong and could go. And they have worked on that over the last few years and fleshed it out to be very strong and a very good division. And I really like their division now. But everyone knows that when they think of TNA and Impact, when you're like, well, give me some benefits. Give me some stuff that they've done. And like their knockouts division, when WWE wasn't taking women's wrestling seriously, they always seem to. Right. If Tony can start doing that, put in these respectable, you know, competitions and showcases and show that it means something rather than I'm putting you on and you've got four minutes in one match on the card. Then we'll start to see some like real like dedicate more dedication and closeness to it, I think. So, oh, yeah, I, I agree with that 100 percent. Like if, if they if if they do it that way, you can make it what you want it to be and it and it could be exactly what it needs to be mm -hmm. and and i'll mention here um what uh matt has put up uh tna treats the knockouts like a big deal they give them main events on pay-per-views they're putting them in the ultimate x match at hard to kill in 10 days yeah like they don't get just you know normal run of the mill stuff like they'll get the the spectacle they'll get the spotlight they'll get when it's uh lockdown when they did lockdown they got a cage match. They, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they, they've got the Ultimate X now. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've done that again or before with them, too, uh, just recently. Like, in the last couple of years, they've, they've brought that back in. Um, I know uh, for Wrestling Shoot, Impact was the first uh, wrestling promotion I actually liked the women's division in. Yes, I was a huge TNA fan when they were introducing that with, like, the Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and all that kind of stuff. I championed tna so hard and i know that that might not be your cup of tea Derek. but i will say with with conrad uh should give it a chance sometime give it give yourself like honestly okay so like if you, if you don't have the if you don't have the channel i will say uh on the youtube where it's like like a dollar mm. i think it's like a dollar a month to subscribe to get like the weekly stuff give yourself like four weeks like right after a pay-per-view or right or four weeks right before a pay-per-view like if you're not keeping up with it go back just go back like four weeks before one of the pay-per-views and kind of just watch that build 
there's a lot more there than like seeing that it's kind of like oh corny or whatever like they keep their little moments for people who like the inside jokes or the silliness but like they really do go out to tell their stories especially with their knockouts division so i i it's definitely worth it i i'll i'll give it a shot just for you just for you and cj i'll give it a shot all right uh oh matt said on speaking on tna hard to kill they just booked josh alexander versus alex hammerstone Ah. wow that'll be a good match uh i don't think hammerstone's ever been in impact so i'm excited to see that that's awesome that may let's let's ride with it let's ride yeah um so moving on with the show uh christian cage's uh 2024 state of the union um we get Tony Schiavone in the ring to call him down, and we get the Patriarch, the Patriarchy uh, as the faction, and the Matriarch, Mama Wayne, uh, who immediately pushes Tony's hand down away from Christian Cage and takes over at the start, saying, how dare you uh, boo a mother? <laughs> and... I was like, man, like for this, for this, <laughs> for her being someone just a couple weeks ago, I feel like it's been like, what, four to six weeks ago, setting in that situation with uh, trying to talk and cut the promo against Christian before Edge came. And it was so bad. <laughs> All of a sudden, now she's like, yeah, it's like, must have been harder for her to act like a good person. <laughs> I'm not saying that in a personal level, but like a lot of people will say, a lot of wrestlers do say it's much easier to be a heel. Some people find it easier to be able to get a reaction negatively than they can positively. So maybe she's just one of those people that she, oh, I can make you mad. I'm good at making people mad. Like I'll make you mad. Right. You know what? I think I I agree with that. Um, I think, I think what people, try to be the face of the company it it doesn't roll off for some people it doesn't roll off mm-hmm. the tongue the right way like it, it just doesn't doesn't hit you the way that it should right and um like like for for instance um la night mm-hmm. that that just became him you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it it worked he didn't have to try to do it it just worked and I, I feel like for some people, it has to work or you have to be a heel until you can get the face role to work for you. Absolutely. Um, and I I hope that that will work for her if the story dictates it. But right now, she's doing great. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. This, this whole segment was great. We had... Um, Christian talking about how uh, he's on, it was like 200 and something days as TNT champion. Like, he's like not even recognizing uh, Adam Copeland's uh, minute and a half as, as champ, if that. Um, right. He gives praise to Mother Wayne. He talks about his prodigy, uh, his, his son, Nick Wayne and how he's going to hold this belt until it's time for him to hand it over to Nick Wayne yep. and then goes to thank 
the man who got the job done, the man who uh, gave him the opportunity, the man that gave the final blow to Adam Copeland and, you know, ruined him. And it looks like by his positioning and from the mannerisms of uh, Killswitch, formerly known as Luchasaurus, uh, and from what, like, we're all leading into that he's about to thank Killswitch, and he thanks himself. Yes. <laughs> totally undermines Killswitch, doesn't thank him. The crowd is chanting Luchasaurus. That you got Tony Schiavone looking at Killswitch being like, like, what? Like, why aren't you saying something? Why aren't you doing something? He's just right. hanging his head as uh Christian talks about how he's just gonna be TNT champ forever. Yeah, you know what? That that sets up the uh the perfect moment for Kill Switch to get ready to turn on mm -hmm. on the, like just just ready to implode and dismantle everything. And I think I think that's the way that you do it in order for Christian Cage to lose the title. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And I know uh Conrad won't be thrilled with this one but i think sooner or later we're gonna hear some baltimore and some tarzan boy <sighs> and i think that's where kill switch becomes luchasaurus again yes yeah, <laughs> I <see the> <laughs> yeah. uh oh, i i think yeah. this is i think this is how we reintroduce him yeah i i agree um i <laughs> I gotta say, like I'm, I'm not, not ready for him to come back. Right. Yeah, I, I get it. But uh, it, it, it makes perfect sense, though. That <laughs> pro wrestling shooting. That's when I tune out again. And uh, Conrad saying that him coming back this way is better than the devil. You know. <clears throat> yes. This is this is one of my weird like booking things again. Okay. How, how poetic would it be if? We had uh kill switch, lose it, and start to go after um Christian, and we have him come back as Luchasaurus because Jungle Boy, you know, was saving him. But the reality was Jungle Boy also is just using Luchasaurus. And whether he joined up thinking that Christian's right and joins the pa patriarchy and kicks luchasaurus out and makes him just do his own thing again or whether it's just all a detour so that jungle boy gets a title because he wanted a title before he left that was kind of his thing right. and then kicks luchasaurus to the curb and reveals that he's still just an evil guy that that could work that okay. could work because because you get the little pop moment of oh we got it back and yeah they had to reintroduce him this way or else he was gonna just be booed out the building but yeah. then just let them boo him out the building for another reason. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I agree with that. that I think that that would be, I think that'd be the best way to bring him back. Even if it's not that way, I, I still think to, to some effects like that, that's how you would bring him back. Cause well, let's, let's just face it. Like regard, regardless of if you keep him heel or if you, turn them back to a face i think mm -hmm. the fans right now have still 
got a sour taste in their mouth for him. So oh yeah, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, I, I see. Uh, Sir Quill's Luchasaurus needs to grow a backbone internal turn on Christian Cage, and it needs to happen much sooner than later. When do you say is enough and is enough? Yes, exactly. And so yes. if you have your former best friend come back to help you with that, that's great. But then it turns you back to the person that you were, and then you find out that they actually are still garbage too. That's my thought. Yes. Uh, and he even said, like, he thinks that what I'm saying is make perfect sense. Thank you. Uh, I saw <laughs> kind of TK paid too much for that theme. Hey, I'm just going to say he could pay even more if he wanted Cry Me a River. <laughs> could you could you could you imagine just for a second like if that was the theme you know what i would, <laughs> I would buy into it if he was able to get that <laughs> if 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 he came out to cry me a river it's awful it's awful it's so terrible but like oh my he'd god the most he'd be the most hated man immediately oh <laughs> i would buy into that 100 <laughs> percent. so um but yeah, so we'll we'll move on from that, um, and we will head into the next match, which was uh, Darby. Was it Darby Allen and Takeshita next? Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay, this match was insane to me. It was. Like there was this match was brutal. Like I. As I was like watching this, I was trying to think like, this doesn't feel like a match. This feels like, uh, I, I the word that came to mind, not for any like real reason for them personally, but this match was like a freak show because the the knee for Darby like where Darby just takes off and flies and dives through the ropes that oh. knee that Takeshita like hit him with. I thought he, I thought he was legit knocked out. Like the yes. reaction that he gave, and like when they kind of like zoomed in on the face and stuff, like where he hit him. You know, you did see that he ended up hitting him like the collarbone, but that yes. caused the head to like. I was like, he just knocked him out. Like I yes. really thought that. And then the the rolling, not full Germans, but they were like rolling Germans down the ramp. Yeah. I know they were trying to do them safe, but it still looked rough. It, um, man, Whew. yeah. Like and, just, uh, just just looking at that, like like you said, with the knee, like I I caught it like at the very, like right at the the specific time when he need him. Like I looked away for a second, and then I looked back up, and then all I saw was this. And I'm like, oh oh, wait a minute, time out. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that. That was brutal. Mm-hmm. And and that then was... like he he picked Darby up at uh, at that point and put him back in the ring to break the count, and then just yanked him out by his leg. I'm like, oh. yeah. So like this match, this match was brutal. You couldn't take your eyes off of it, but you know. it had so many moments where I was just like, this this just feels like a lot extra than what a competitive match normally would be. They both did their jobs. They both did a good job. Uh, Don Callis was on commentary. Um, they kept teasing. They kept teasing, like, uh, because it was supposed to be no one outside, no interference, nothing. They kept teasing that with Don Callis here, you're going to get that. And Don Callis was intervening, like, trying to check on Takeshita at things. But Don Callis did get involved. Like, at the end of the day, 
Takeshita got the win. Yeah. And as as Don Callis said, we won. <clears throat> yeah. Which that might yeah. play into something there. Yes, I, I was thinking that like like before before any of that, I'm like, all right, yo, that was that was a crazy match. That was awesome. And then when I see Don Callis get in there and he's like, we did it. I, I didn't hear it. Like I heard it the first time, but I didn't yeah. pay attention to it. And then when he said it again, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean we did it? Like yep. you didn't do anything. <laughs> I think I think Sammy Guevara laid down that groundwork with the posters of you. You always make it about you. Yes. And we might have had some foreshadowing in those pictures. I don't know if you remember Takeshita's portrait. Yes. But it was like Takeshita behind him looking like he's going to attack. Yep. So. And I, think, I, I, feel, I feel like he, he would be the first one. No, actually, you know what? If anything, I would save. I would save him for last if you implode the Don Callis family. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, uh, it's Conrad's person there. Don Callis with the crazy challenge afterwards. Daly's oh, yeah. place. Yeah. The tag match. Trying to make it 25 and 1 against Sting. Calling for that tag match. Uh, Sir Quills, Don Callis, like I said before, is the human. Whoa. <laughs> Professional wrestling. I said what I said. <laughs> I mean. He is, whether he's on the show and the role that he's in now, or whether it was like Kenny's manager, you can't deny that Don Callis brings an element of, you want to see this guy figure out how to worm his way out of something, but yeah. you also want to see him run into the corner when he can't. <laughs> right and that is that's magic honestly if you really think about it like don Callis reminds me of like the uh the animated series uh of the joker from batman mm, yeah <laughs> like he he always causes trouble always causing chaos and he's there to do what he has to do but then when someone who plays the batman role is like I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, bye. Um, I gotta go. <laughs> but yeah. also, though, I, I there, there was one thing that I wanted to address quickly that I did not like, and it had nothing to do with the match, but I it had more so to do with the people saying Takeshka's uh, name blatantly wrong, like, yeah. Take 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 a shit of like come on people stop it Let, let's yeah. let's not do that yeah um that is not a good way to go back towards your heel like yeah. no that's you're you're hitting lines there where you're making fun of someone's name when culturally that is nowhere near what their name is it's because of your culture that you start and that that's not good don't do that like don't don't be those type of people like if yeah. you're gonna boo a heel if you're gonna make remarks about them if you're gonna make remarks on their like actions in the ring like how they're you know being cowardly or dastardly or 
you know, if they, you know, even if you're like saying something, if they messed up in a promo, if you're making fun of them for that or whatever, that's right. fine. But like to hit those, like, yeah, we don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. No. Be yeah, better like, people. Yeah, like like CJ and I, uh, when we were all together watching Worlds, and like I, I had I I had thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Phonetically, if you look at his name, it's like you would say Takashita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that. That's how I was like, you know, phonetically, it would be Takashita. But when you say t- take Takeshita. a shit, like, no, yeah, don't. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. And, and I, you know, I have no grander standing on what I already said, anyways, but I can tell you um, on, on a personal level, I've actually been uh, learning, thank you, Duolingo, learning Japanese for like the last like 320 days. And I can tell you that phonetically, that none of it matches. None of that matches. Like, unless yeah. unless it is somehow culturally made it over here to where like people can use it in slang or they see it like as a label or something like the kawaii or something like that. Right. There's so many words. There's so many words that when you're looking at it, they don't like phonetically go together the way that the word looks like. So right. uh this is just probably a lot of our first um a lot of wrestling us wrestling fans first experience and seeing that when it comes to a name yes so so yeah um like like for, for, yeah. Me, for me like i'm i'm into mm-hmm. all like i'm into japanese anime all that good stuff mm-hmm. like like for me i feel like japan is like my second world is that like yeah. if i wasn't born in america that's where i would want to be born I mean, that's part of like me trying to learn right now is because that would be someplace I'd really want to go. I find a lot of corresponding things that I like there. And yes. I really want to see the Super Mario Brothers world yeah. and not like I, I it's fine. It's fine if you go to Universal Studios and see the US one. I want to go to the original. I want to yes. go. Yeah. So, it, it, so yeah. It, it's a different feel when you go to the original. Yeah. Um, so next up, we've got the Continental Title Eliminator, Winner Fights Eddie Kingston at, or on Collision, uh, Trent Beretta, Brian Cage, Brian Keith, and El Hio Del Vikingo. Del Vikingo. Sorry, I already butchered that. Again, learning Japanese, I didn't go through Spanish, but that's not a hard one, I just slipped up. (laughs) Either way, this match was crazy. Uh, I noticed that they already put Brian Keith in the ring when we came before we came, you know, back from break. Um, I don't know if you know this. Do you know what his theme song is? I do not. This is actually my first time actually seeing him wrestle. Um, I just had the name of it and I forgot it, but it's uh, got Mike Jones, uh, Paul Wall, like Swisher House, like oh, uh, four Force. yeah. Yes, still tipping. Still tipping. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. that is that is his entrance theme, and he he's been using that on the indies. When he was on the ROH pay per view, they used that. They let him come out to that. When he when he faced Orange Cassidy, they did too. They just were talking over it a lot. Right. Um, probably a licensing issue mm-hmm. as to why. So I assume when I saw him, I was like, either they're getting new entrance music for him, or TK's making some phone calls because because right. that's a like. I like that song. I dig that. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. great. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize that they were going to let him use it when he came, like, 
even to Ring of Honor. So like even just seeing that, I was like, holy shit, like they're letting him like. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. No, that that's that's dope. Uh, ho- hopefully that he, um, TK can work something out so that that because I mean like when you have something like that, like that's that's a I, I think that's a big impact on how people remember you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't forget you. Like remember remember that guy who had that theme song. What was that theme song? It's like. Oh yeah, yeah. still tipping and like what was the name? I, I, I remember all of that. Like yep. when you have something memorable, I mean, let's let's face it, you're getting you're getting paid for it. TK is gonna drop the money for it. Why not let the man have it? It's still gonna live on. Who cares? Yep, I agree. Um, as Conrad said about this match, pure chaos. Yeah. I felt like this one, like, admittedly, this match for me was, like, my, like, there was a minute where I, like, stepped out. Yeah. Because the whole show, I, I'll be honest, the whole show tonight felt like I couldn't, like, step away for the moment. Right. Like, it really did feel, for whatever the significance of the person or the match or the segment, like, I had to be there. I had to catch it. I had to say, this one right. was the one where it was, like, I'm... I, I'm purposely moving because this is the only point yes. before the main event. Um, yes. But yeah, this match, um, I remember, like, of course, we had uh, Viking, No, like, just, that man's insane with what he can do. <sighs> I, I feel like um, not to uh, bring up Pat, uh, Pac's past, but... Uh, Gravity has different rules for people like this, and I don't like that because I want I want that kind of rules on my gravity, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just so, like some of the extra spins that he can take, and just like even like a head scissors is just insane. Yeah, no. Um, watching Vikingo wrestle, I, I think I I think the first time I watched him wrestle was the, the very first time he actually debuted on AEW. And mm-hmm. CJ was like, oh, you got to watch this dude. This dude is nice. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. So, like, once once he started doing what he was doing, I'm like, okay. So so we have another person, just like you said, we have another person who gravity forgot mm-hmm. and let them do what they were going to do. And I'm like, um, that is nice. I will tell you, uh, this is just a recommendation of mine. If you haven't seen it, the they wrestled on Ric Flair's last match. I think they might have done something together in Impact, but they've definitely worked together other places. But if you can find a match that has uh, Vikingo and Black Taurus in it, you're in oh. for a good time. Because Black Taurus oh. is is good at being able to like strong like you know strong style him like toss him around or whatever but also he's able to play off of him very well i really like their dynamic together you know what mm-hmm. I, I i think i saw bits and pieces of that on social media and i i i couldn't remember the, uh black taurus's name and i'm like yeah Dude, i, I want to figure this out but i can't i can't remember his name so i'm like oh so thank you for yeah. thank you for yeah. reminding me that because I want I need to see that every time I've seen those two together in a match, whether it's been a multi-person match or just those two, it's delivered. It's been a good match. So, um, but in this match, um, as Circle is saying, Brian Keith's dope. He needs to be elevated to a higher position. Hopefully, we'll be able to keep his theme song. 
Yeah. Um, I hope that they're able to keep it. I hope that I hope all of those things happen. I think his, I do feel the way that he's being utilized right now is to, is we're keeping him there and we're keeping him on screen so that you keep seeing him and you keep remembering all these bits and pieces so that when we pull the trigger on him, no pun intended, because he's also like an outlaw. So it's, you know, right. AEW's second cowboy. Right. Uh, uh you're gonna say oh yeah he's been all over the place anyways here so like it makes sense that like we're seeing more of him it makes sense that he's being a bigger deal because here he was in this four-way he was you know the roh stuff he faced orange cassidy for the international title already and so like i feel like each week they put him in they i think they even put him in the edge or well adam copeland and christian like pull apart when all those like he was right there like helping pulling them apart and i even noticed like oh wow like it's not just like the roh and rampage guys like oh we you know brian keith's here like okay like so like they're they're keeping a focus on him but like subconsciously yeah throw throw yeah. throwing little bits and pieces at him you know at us mm-hmm. so which which i which i can i can um appreciate like i appreciate mm-hmm. that like for for me not knowing who he is like okay who is that guy that keep that they keep showing and I've never seen him wrestle? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so uh also in this match we see Brian Cage get cursed. Um it was interesting and they were teasing it a little bit on if Dan Housen was gonna help Trent Beretta because at World's End, Beretta turned on him and tossed him over in the battle royal. Right. At the end of the day, Dan Housen's a good dude, and he was helping out his friend. Yeah. So, so watching this match, at first, I I didn't. <clears throat> so I didn't see the card for the, for tonight's show. Um, when I saw this match, I first like first of all, I'm I'm not a big Brian Cage fan at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't like how they. I don't like how they they've given they dubbed him the machine but then if you notice his sweater said uh swolverine i'm like stop let's let's stop there let's not so so i i feel like i can give you a little bit of background there um he has called himself like four different nicknames like like this was like before impact before he was even getting big on like impact so he was using that all over like the indies. And so one of the they called him Swolverine because for his size, mm-hmm. he's short. And okay. that was that was Wolverine. And so he kind of went by like that for a little bit. Um when he got critiqued because he was doing moves that a big guy couldn't do. He was um like Mr. GYS in or something like that, or M, and it was like get your shit in. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so like it, it was stuff like that. And then um they were calling him uh like Weapon X, you know, which is also um so that's where he had the machine from was because of like Weapon X and stuff like that. Like he got a lot of that from there. Okay. Um I feel like AEW doesn't do a good job at putting any of that out there. He's just the machine Brian Cage, and that's what we go with. And I feel like he doesn't do a good enough job 
just either aligning straight up with what they're trying to showcase. Like how you, yeah. like, I remember a few weeks ago where you're like, he's Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, why is he, why is he being Sonic? And like, yeah, like, it's like, he should, he should have gear that's very oriented to making him look like a machine. He should be utilizing that a little bit more and leaning into that name because that's the one that AEW is going with rather than right. putting like this Wolverine out there. Like, right. No one's nicknamed him that that yet. No one's called him that. No one's referenced his other names. So don't put that out there. Like, no, I I agree with that 100%. Like, so make it make sense for me so I can buy into it. mm -hmm. And uh, as Sir Quill says, does anyone else feel that Brian Cage and the Mogul Embassy is kind of off? I do. Uh, I think this was a weird place for him to be. Um, And also, as Conrad says, Cage and Omega use similar gimmicks too. I was very excited when Brian Cage showed up because I wanted to see it because it was like the Terminator gimmicks colliding. Right. And so I, I really wanted to see that, but you know, is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, Brian Cage, I have nothing against Brian Cage. I was all for Brian Cage. I think what he did in impact, he was doing really good. Uh, when he was like in their title picture and working up around that way. And even, um, like, I, I just thought, like, he had a much bigger, like, spot to be on than where he's at with AEW. But yeah. I also feel where he's on the thing with AEW, where he's on the show, uh, whether it be him himself, which I think part of the presentation, that yeah, that's definitely on him right now. Um, but he just never took on the role that I think he could have had. And so he's just there, and so they put him there to just be there. Yeah, um, I I agree with that. I, I feel like I feel like he's mm. out of place right now, and they don't know what to do with him exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel bad for him um, because that that's that's not where you want to be. And like male wrestler, female wrestler manager however you want to look at it you don't want to just be placed somewhere and then try to make it make sense when it when it didn't make sense for you to be there to begin with so so if you don't clarify as to what's what's going on how do we how do we make this work Mm -hmm. if you don't know how you wanted it to work in the in the first place right absolutely um and in this match, like basically by the end of it, we got Trent Beretta with the win. He's gonna face Eddie Kingston on collision. And I feel like this is a good place. We'll get Sir Close here. Brian Cage is too good of a talent or wrestler not to make an impact for himself as a singles competitor. I yes. agree. But somewhere, somewhere the communication is off. Either he's yeah. not stepping up where they needed him to, or they're not prioritizing him where they should. He might be one of these guys that are borderline if not completely even though he's being used on tv lost in the shuffle yes i i agree with that 100 one um so what i was saying is we've got a match on collision eddie kingston for the uh continental crown against trent beretta that'll be his first defense but this is a good place because our next match to talk about is the main event this is a good place to put as conrad has put in the uh, chat Please vote in the EPW 2023 awards. Uh, I'm excited to see your guys' show and see what the results of that are. 
um, it is a it is a good place for me to also tell you that uh, I've appreciated everyone being here tonight and checking in and chatting and whatever. And I will tell you, uh, while I have hosted shows, I've hosted podcasts, I've done things of that nature. Um, I love like being here on the show or in the chat with everything. And um, I've, I've watched it. I've watched it grow. I've watched it grow myself with like conversations and everything. Um, if you stop to hear, stop hearing me in a second, let me know. Cause I just got kind of like a warning. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of save one and go from there. So we'll see. Sorry about that. Um, uh, sorry for that interruption. But anyways, I've, I've seen this chat grow. I've seen it grow a lot. I hope you all like this video. I hope you all like support EPW, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, check all the AW Dynamite uh, reviews out. Um, check out Clash of the Podcast, Monday 6.05 with Hubbard Wrestling Weekend. Or, ah, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. I'm trying to do my best at Caliber and I'm failing here. Um, but also, I will say that uh, watching this change from even when I've been on earlier on to now, like, with the chat and the comments and everything i'm trying to keep up with some comments and throw some stuff in and highlight stuff conrad doing this he's so good he's so good at it uh so forgive me if i if i've missed over you or said something or not got you uh adequately uh comes in time it comes to practice and he shows that completely uh thank you thank you quills um we've got uh russell kingdom on tonight as he posted up, as Conrad just posted up before, we've got the IWGP Global Championship that has been unveiled. That tonight, I believe it is Osprey Moxley or uh, David Finley will walk away with that belt. Uh, interesting thing of note, <laughs> Osprey offered Moxley a ceasefire for the mm -hmm. first five minutes of the match so that they can both take out David Finley and give the New Japan fans what they want, yep. which is Mox versus Osprey one-on-one, <laughs> and even offered him two non-alcoholic beers as favor to let that happen. So that was... <laughs> hey, hey, let's yeah. make it happen. <laughs> um, thought that was pretty good. Um, so thank you, Matt. Um uh, I'm definitely one that's here along for the ride whenever needed and whenever we got something cooking. So I'm, I'm just glad to be here tonight. So um, happy for you to be here, VJ, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad to be talking with you and stuff. Most of the time, if I'm on here, you're not on here or it's, it's for a whole different segment. And so I'm right. glad that like our worlds got to collide in more than just comments. Absolutely. Um, absolutely and thank you for having me conrad on here so um so that being said we get to the right before we get to the main event i was talking about collision watch this week's collision we got house of black versus ftr that's good Oof. that's a that mm. was the marquee match anyways but now you got that continental crown they're giving you reasons to tune into collision yes so and this story whether you've paid attention or not Five months in the making. So it's time. It so, is. and it's also time for our main event, <laughs> which was Daniel Garcia 
versus Swerve Strickland. Um, I thought this was an interesting combination to put together for the stories that have been being told. Daniel Garcia with uh, his one win in the Continental Classic and uh, saying that, um, you know, he never gives up. He never stops trying. Okay, well, so this year he's going to try to make it his year versus the guy who arguably will have 2024 be his year, Swerve Strickland. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This was... This to see these two wrestle, I didn't. I never thought that I would see them cross paths like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed it. Like it was really good to me. But I, I never thought I would see them on this on this plateau. So to see both of them wrestle. And getting the getting the pushes that they they both rightfully deserve is a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah, I agree. And as uh, Sir Quill says, Swerve versus Garcia was a dope match and worthy of the main event spot. I agree. Uh, it was as you just said. Like I didn't see these two wrestling each other, and it did kind of feel like oh, you like you know we drew the names out of the hats, and these are the people that like fought. But I do like right. when AEW gives that to you sometimes because with this, one, we saw the n- different dynamics in a matchup that we didn't really know that we would be that enthralled, you know, enthralled to see, but yet we're there and we can't like, and then we got like small little elements that were there that we didn't even think about, like the Nana dance and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Garcia's dance. Um, we had uh, Daddy Magic on. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm need someone to clip that just from like the perspective. Like Conrad, you, you're gonna have to do that to hold that against him. I, I'm sorry, that was funny. That was good. That was good. Put some like pretty Ricky on in the background or something. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> put the timestamp. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, so, uh, like, you got to see that with the dance. Uh, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, was on, uh, commentary. Um, he's already kind of involved with something from World's End, if they move on that. But also getting involved with this towards the end, um, because we had, um, uh, after a very, you know, intense, like, match, good competition match, um, Swerve gets the W, Danny Garcia holds out his hand to shake his hand. And right as Swerve goes to tease it, Prince Donna comes in with the low blow, and Swerve just mocks him. Yeah. And then we get, uh, uh, we get Matt Menard coming in to try to make the save, going for Swerve. But it was not that did it. But right. you know, either way, um, you can't do finishers four times in matches. Mm, I, I think, depending on what it is, sometimes 
people confuse finishers and signatures, or sometimes people adjust what their finishers were into signatures. And I think I think we're seeing that with Swerve, like especially when he did the kicks with like Dustin. I think he did two or three of them there. That yeah. was the finish. Now the double stomp is that finish. Right. Yep. And yeah. so I think I think he downgraded his own move. It's kind of like um, I think Cody, weirdly enough, did that in AEW, but he moved it to you know WWE, where a crossroads might get the job done. Right. But in big name matches, he has to do three of those. Yes. Because yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it, so... it goes back to to me. It goes back to the 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 um. I don't want to say the old days because, well, I mean, I guess I I guess I could say the old days, like where where you would see like Austin or The Rock, and everybody's like, I I, I can't put this man down. I have mm-hmm. to do more to put him mm-hmm. down. Yeah, and I I think in certain matches that's what that is called for. Other matches, hey, you can you might be able to get away with just doing a signature and calling it a day. Mm-hmm. I I think actually we need to see more of that. I think we yes. need to see more of that more often in wrestling that a signature can get the job done at times, um, because that's what it's set up to be. It's to be, well, I'm going to do this, and if that doesn't get the job done, then here comes then here comes the big move. I think right. we need to normalize a signature being an ender for certain matches. You know, you're probably not your pay-per-view match, but yeah. weekly TV. Yeah. yeah why absolutely. Not? absolutely. I agree with that. Like for, for instance, I, I always joke with CJ about this all the time. Like I feel if someone gets hit with a blue thunder bomb. Oh yeah. You deserve to lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. That looks like it should take you out. Especially yes. the one that Takeshita hit on Darby at World's End. <laughs> he was done. <laughs> he yes. was done. Like so. you get hit, you get hit with something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 you deserve to take an L for that. Yep. I I just another example of it, but McIntyre moved the future shock DDT to be a signature. Yeah. But that move used to be a finisher. Let that move finish like like in a match on tv every so often it's fine it used to be the finish so it's not bad right at all like let sometimes you like like cj says like you know predictability isn't always bad well having a signature as your finisher at that point in time isn't bad either right exactly uh it also allows you the creativeness of if you're winning with a move and then that move can't get the job done anymore, but it's damaging, then it's it, it allows you the spotlight to unveil something new. Right. And and that in itself can be intriguing. Uh, in the comments, we had Quill saying, we also have to acknowledge that Daniel Garcia's got mad heart. Yes, absolutely. That was a story they were telling from the Continental Classic. As Conrad has said, AEW does storylines. And they were doing them all through the Continental Classic with the matches themselves. And this is part of that carrying on. As Garcia, we know he's a good wrestler. We know he didn't get a lot of points, but he never gave up and he never quit. And he made you earn those points against him. And Swerve earned that victory, which is why you got the double. 
Um, But then we got Ace. Because after that match, after that attack, we heard Hangman. Now, we kind of skipped over this, but there was a promo segment where Renee was going to be talking to uh, Matt Menard, Daddy Magic. now all right sorry sorry i knew it was going to drop at some point i heard it so <laughs> it doesn't just drop immediately um if so it's going to sound real sketchy towards the end of this but um so uh we had hangman interrupt that promo and hangman basically said uh you want you want a promo you want to talk uh samoa joe had me put through the you know windshield of a car and whether it's Joe or Adam Cole or whoever's out in that ring, they're getting these hands. Basically, what I, you know, somebody's going to pay for this. Right. And so after that match, Hangman's music hit, he came down to the ring, and who did he start throwing blows with? But Swerve. And they have dropped multiple times. The two of them have said, like, they're connected now after that, <clears throat> after that Texas death match. So, right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we're going to get right back into this, but we are definitely going to always have problems with them. Oh, yeah. And Swerve was out there. Hangman said whoever's out there, it might not have been exactly the point of I'm coming for Swerve because this is Swerve's fault. Swerve was in uh, uh, on Hangman's side of things. Swerve was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. But also, being that it was Swerve, Hangman's like, I got no problems throwing hands at you. (laughs) (laughs) And so we ended the show with that. Yeah. You know what? I I take that. So so if I was was booking this, I would, like, I I think this is how I would extend Joe's title reign is – so we all know Swerve is the is the next one who did who deserves to have this title, mm-hmm. but he has too many roadblocks that are stopping him from getting there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how you, that's how I would book Joe's title reign as. Yeah, Swerve Swerve is basically the next one in line, but now he's like tenth in line because he keeps running into roadblocks that keeps taking him away from yep. the title. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Matt and uh, Will's both kind of having a similar thing of are they going back to Swerve Hangman when it was just so close since the Texas death match or why do you come back for Swerve already? This doesn't need to be revisited yet. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. Um, you might. Ha- uh, what did Hangman say when it came to Swerve? He knew the one thing that Swerve wanted, and he was going to vow that he never got it. So this could be Hangman still going to go for Joe. Swerve was just in the way here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it's a game of Hangman and Swerve costing each other title opportunities. Now Swerve, you know, Swerve was done. Swerve was past Hangman. Swerve was moving on. Hangman came out and disrespected him again. Now Hangman wants Joe which is also something Swerve wants. So you might get those two costing each other opportunities until we have to revisit this 
again right and make sure that when we revisit it this time you stay out of each other's way permanently you know right or 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 as they'll feel it'll be a permanent thing yeah yeah no i i agree with that 100 like again like i said that that would be yeah that would be swerve's roadblock distract like, roadblock yep that would be his roadblock like i like I, I proved to you that I could beat you. I mm-hmm. I tore you apart. Get out of my way. Yep. <laughs> and then and, both, and then both the same, of them, same effects go with Hangman. Yeah. Uh Hangman's after Joe, swerves after the title. And in order to get to either one, they're crossing each other's paths because right. they both are after. They're after different things, but they're with the same person. Joe is the champ. So if Joe wasn't the champ, they'd have no reasons to look at each other right now. Exactly. But because of that, I guess we're doing this again. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? So, that that that's that's not bad for business. No, I I I think it's pretty good too. And I think it was a good closing. And I see uh, E post, and I've gotten over a lot of the punk stuff, but seeing Hangman still annoys me. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I I mentioned this to Conrad, uh, I think this past week. Um, If we're talking old school WCW, uh, like I I don't want to say super old school because making myself sound old, but I'm talking like early 90s. Okay. So if Ric Flair was your ace, and Sting was your franchise. Okay. Moxley has kind of been AEW's ace, and Hangman is their franchise. So, yeah. Seeing Hangman and like still annoying you, if you were someone in the '90s that didn't like good guy Sting, I think that's the same route you're about to be riding on the Hangman thing. Even if Hangman's, you know, the past with Hangman stuff, I think that's Hangman's trajectory in AEW. So his kind yeah. of position, his statesman spot. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That's that that's very spot on. Um I don't see that changing. Um I don't I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I don't see right. it changing. Right. I I think I think that's why he was never named a pillar. Because yes. I think he was above he was above the pillars in some regard. Like the pillars mm-hmm. are the foundations that are gonna keep it going through the generations. This guy was like your first signee. This guy is the guy who wanted to be the first champion, but couldn't, you know, fell short of that. And right. I think he's gonna be your face. And so, like I said, there were people that didn't like Surfer Boy Sting. There were. Right. right. There were people that didn't like Sting until he started getting, you know, the the brooding crow gimmick going there's people right. who never honestly got sting that you know as me being a wcw like kid i loved sting so i couldn't see when someone's like they didn't get it they didn't understand i'm like but you liked hogan and wwf so like i don't understand but teach their own on that but i think that's where i think that's where hangman's gonna end up falling like when we look back on things hangman is aw's franchise he's their sting he's there he's gonna be like their hogan like if you've rode with hangman he's gonna be that guy yeah no i i agree with that 100 um 
Hey, Hangman is is the uh, he's nice. I don't want to say he's the poster child, but he he's more so like the uh, he would he would be like the Abraham Lincoln sitting at the monument. Yes, like, yes, like he'd be, exactly. he would be that for AEW. Mm-hmm. Like basically sitting in the chair, watching over everybody while everybody else is doing what they have to do, but they all look up and like, oh, yes, you remember who started this, right? Okay. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I, I I think that's exactly where that's going to be as well. Um, I'm seeing, yeah, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 18 starts at 1.30. That's mm-hmm. only an hour and a half from our time currently. So, like, let's let everyone, if you're watching uh, that tonight, have yourselves a little break, a little yeah. downtime, take a little nap. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. I just want to say thanks again. Uh, thank you all who have been in the chat. Thank you all who have talked and left comments. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I know EPW as a whole appreciates it. Check out everything that's going on there. Um, let us know uh, what your thoughts were, ratings, comments on the show. Uh, I'm going to give tonight's show... I, I, Honestly, I think tonight's show was, I don't know if it's a full 8.5, but it was up there because, like, yeah. it was just different enough that it kept me engaged the whole time. Yes. And I think it was proving a statement of showing that we're going to have more depth to divisions than what we have been showing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I can, I, I think I could safely say that we, well, I think watching the AEW tonight, I can safely say that it was probably sitting at it like a seven five, probably an eight, mm-hmm. without um, without any hesitation. Anything above that, like you said, I mean, it 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 kind of like I don't know if I can go that far to say that, but it was definitely like you said, it it definitely kept my attention. It wasn't something where it was just like, uh, all right, we've seen this already. I, I, be done yeah. with it. It was very fresh. And, you know, on on my end of things, I couldn't give, I, you know, I I can't say that this tonight was your Pizza Hut experience. Like I <laughs> like I normally say, because because Conrad's down, he's sick, and I hope that he's better. I hope I gave you at least a good off-night alternative. Something, something still nice and tasty, a good pizza experience, you know. Absolutely. Going out pizza's the hut. That's 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 you and Conrad, man. That's you and Conrad, and uh, no one outdoes EPW. Uh, so, thank you all for the comments and for watching this. And Derek, I'll let you take us out. So you're right, the guy dude. who's been here. <laughs> Reach, appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming in. We definitely got to get into uh, getting the show together so that we can. Um, get that going uh whenever like whenever just let me know when and um we'll make it happen um gotta bounce some ideas off of each other and we can we can rock with it and um I, I think i think we got something good there so mm-hmm. let's let's get into that um thank you chat thank you for coming in thank you for those who are watching please subscribe hit the hit the uh like bell get everybody involved uh have everybody come see us. We're just going to give you 
what we what we know and our true thoughts, our true feelings. And that that's that's all I got for you. Appreciate everybody, BJ. Thank you for coming out, brother. And we are out. One. Thank you.